Hey. Hello everybody. Shout out to Kevin for making this beat for me. Hola, everybody. Welcome to Café con Cat. This is the first episode, and honestly, I am still getting used to this whole podcast thing. I love listening to podcasts, but I never freaking thought I'd have my own, which is freaking weird. But before anything, I wanted to introduce to you why I even decided to make a podcast and what I want to talk about and just all of that so basically what sparked it it was during the quarantine I've been calling my sister a lot and we've just been having these like two hour conversations on the phone randomly and we'll talk about basically like politics god you know what I mean we'll talk about work we'll talk about like women relationships and at the end of every time we hang up I'm like dude I should make a podcast we should start a podcast and she'd be like do it bro like go ahead start one and I'd be like ah maybe but I'm like man if I'm in the quarantine right now and there's just not a lot to do and I'm always home I'm like why not like I feel like this is the prime time so basically yeah that's what Cafe Con Cat is gonna be all about and if you know me I freaking love coffee like I even have a tattoo of a coffee bean plant on my arm like literally so I decided to put coffee in it. I feel like coffee brings people together. I feel like specifically in my family, we drink coffee and we kind of like treasure it like a baby and we drink it like three times a day sometimes. And when I go to Honduras, dude, every single time I go back, I drink coffee nonstop. So I'm like, have to have coffee in the title. And then all my close friends call me cat. So cafe con cat. That's what it is. And yeah, I want to talk about things that specifically I want to have my friends on the podcast almost in every episode. Friends, family, people that are dear and close to my heart, just because I feel like they're the ones who know me best. And also they're the ones who their perspectives are so unique and their lifestyles are also different. So I want to have a platform where they can also share their voice in god in politics in their opinions on stupid silly things or just whatever whatever topic we decide to do and eventually i want to get to a point where i can put like a questionnaire on my instagram so you guys can send me questions all the time on things you all want to hear and i'd be open to just take requests from you guys and i would honestly love that so much more because it's more interactive you know so please bear with me this is very new very 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 new waters for me but i know that like i love intentional conversation i love meaningful conversations and a lot of the podcasts i listen to which i'm gonna shout them out right now i listen to the happiness project if you haven't checked that out that's really really dope on like your mindfulness your health they talk about all kind of stuff i listen to we bought a house which is claudia and phineas's podcast and they talk about their home they talk about all these different topics that they get sent because they're like low-key celebrities and the last one i listen to is 30 minutes with the perrys y'all if y'all want just like the dopest breakdown on topics involving god and stuff and relationships that one's honestly like one of my top ones and it's only 30 minutes so literally preston perry and jackie hill perry are the dopest people ever 
So check those three different podcasts out if you like any of those type of topics. But yeah, that's basically what Café Con Cat is. I am so excited to just be able to, you know, I don't know, be like a dweeb in social media and just share all these different things out. And if you guys like it, please interact and let me know what you guys want to hear because that's basically what this is all about. That's what social media is all about. So yeah, thanks for tuning in to the first episode of Café Con Cat. This feels so crazy. Um, and today specifically... I have an amazing guest and someone who I already brought up, and it is my sister, Christabel. Hola, hola a todos. I'm Christabel. <laughs> That's my sister, my older sister. She is, how old, how old are you? 24. 24. And basically, the reason why I wanted her on the first episode is because, like I said, she is really the main reason why I realized I wanted to start a podcast. But before we start, I want you to kind of just give us, give the people a description. So like your hobbies, what you went to school for, what you like to do, you know, basically the most general, anything you want to say. So once again, I'm Christabel and 24 years old now, uh, graduated from UNO two years ago as a civil engineer. Yes, let's go. (laughs) And uh, apart from being a civil engineer and being a nerd to society, I also spend time doing music, composing from time to time, Mm -hmm. playing piano just to relax and kind of disconnect from reality and um, trying to fit that into my busy schedule because I also have a seven-year-old daughter. Lita. Uh, (laughs) Shout out to Lita. Who keeps me (laughs) extremely, extremely busy and entertained because she's the most extroverted human human being in the world also i'm gonna have her on the podcast one of these days and i don't know what questions i'm gonna have ready for her but just know that's gonna be a thing right and um yeah and honestly um there come times where i feel like i just love doing stuff with friends and you know going on a picnic so i like Mm -hmm. organizing social things and i like to kind of get the leadership role in certain situations whether it's at work or whether it's um with my friends i like taking an initiative to um do social events and just kind of get to know people so i would say i'm very passionate about getting to know people for who they are asking the deep complicated questions (laughs) and uh so i just love people in general i feel like even though it's not a hobby, um, there's a certain joy I get when yeah. I get to know people and when I get to know people in a way that maybe they're not used to presenting themselves by. Right. Uh, and apart from that, another of my huge hobbies is language learning. Yo, I, yeah, man, this girl <laughs> out here. I love linguistics. That started when I was very young um, with French when I took it in middle school and mm-hmm. high school. And then when I studied abroad in Austria, when I was doing my bachelor's, um, I lived there for six months, learned some German. And now it's been three years that I've been learning the language and I could have conversations and such. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit about me. Awesome. Yeah. No, y'all, I have a sister who do it all. Literally. (laughs) If I have the interest of crazy things in life it's honestly been inspired because my family I, I don't know specifically you I feel like you aren't afraid to do something that's like out of the box like learn German or like learn an instrument you know what I mean a lot of people stay in their comfort zone when it comes to life but I feel like you kind of like no I'm gonna go full in and I'm gonna 
try something new and I love that I love that so before we get into the topic of today's podcast I wanted to ask you a question I've been planning to ask everyone that joins okay so the question is tell me three ways and it could be simple three ways I have challenged you and I'll tell you three ways you've challenged me and you don't have to go in depth if you want to you can but you don't have to or it could be silly stuff it don't have to be like you like showed me how to love like you don't have to go (laughs) in depth but you know if it is deep go crazy yeah but I can start if you want, or we can go vice versa. Could we just go one and yeah, one yeah, yeah. on one? Okay. Let's do that. <clears throat> so the first thing that came to mind was just going back to my faith, kind of, because I feel like I've been hit sometimes by life. Yeah. Um, and then I knew that I could always go to Kat and tell her that something really bad or crazy is going on, and I'm at, like, my yeah. lowest point. And then she always just challenged me to go back to God to you know seek that peace with him and just Mm. the biggest challenge was just hey like I challenge you to just trust that you could always go back and like start anew and just um begin where you were and even become a better person or or even experience better things so I think that's something that like when I think of Kathleen it makes me think of oh wow like she really could bring hope to anybody because it would there were just times that I just didn't know who to talk to and I knew that if if I talked to her she was gonna bring a breath of fresh air so dang dude dang (laughs) (laughs) that's really 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 thoughtful no like I am taking that thank you um for me the first thing that pops up you challenge me to be independent in the best form like independent in the way that i live my life independent in the way i carry myself as a woman independent in the way that i work in the way that i go about life i feel like i learned independence from you and mom but mainly you dude because seeing you be a mom seeing you be a student seeing you just be like a boss is just inspiring me to continue to not depend on nobody but myself and the lord and i don't know like you have taught me to just be independent and not feel like that's a bad thing i don't know sometimes i feel like women can be put down to be a boss to be independent to not have to look left and right for a man to make them feel complete but i feel like every time i see you in your life and every time i basically step back and look at you i'm like yo Uh uh-uh I can make it and do whatever the heck I want in this world without anybody having to be pushing me like I can get it done Mm -hmm. and I feel like I've learned that from you for sure (laughs) that's incredible I love that but um I would say um I would say okay I think me and you both have a certain consistency in the way we do life and in the way we work Mm -hmm. but your type of consistency I feel like it's a little bit more thought out and deeper um usually like when I've been consistent in a certain project it's usually because okay there's a deadline and that's my motivation but I feel like when you've had a consistency it's because like I'm guarding my heart or I'm taking care of myself or I'm 
genuine it's like a heart reason mm. so it it definitely goes deeper it's not like a certain tangible thing for oh, you wow. it's been something that's like Dang. a core value like to who you are i didn't even notice that that was a thing and yeah and so like every time i've seen the way that you have prioritized the consistent for example boundaries that you've put in your life or the consistent actions or words that you you know the way that you carry yourself with people it just keeps showing that consistent guard and that consistent care that you have not only for your heart but for other people's hearts and yeah and it's definitely an essence and it's definitely challenged me in a way to kind of see that within myself because I know that you're aware of it so sometimes Mm -hmm. I've wondered hmm like if I could just prioritize the simple my simple state of mind or my my heart like I could learn more to be consistent because I love myself and because I love other people yo that's that's good thank you that that's really great to hear that I can do that um for me this one's kind of silly but you have challenged me to have good music taste (laughs) and the reason I say that is because Bro, all the music I feel like I love and listen is because Chris Sabo has brought it into my life. No, like, I'm not even joking. Like, when it comes to rap, when it comes to, like, R&B, when it comes to, like, Spanish music, when it comes to music on different languages and stuff, you have been the one who's like, Cat, hello, look at this song. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, my God, you're right. This song's amazing. <laughs> like, I feel like that's something we are always, like, it's kind of like a one up so i'm like oh you got that song let me show you this song and we're like always like well you listen to the song in german i'm listening to this song in icelandic like we're like always just have something new when it comes to music and as like a person who values music and sharing music i, I think that's like a love language for me yeah if you share same. some dope songs with me I'm about to be like, wow, this person oh. cares about me. This person wants to show me who they are. So I feel True. like that's a big deal for me because you've shown me so much music in my life that I'm like, bro, <laughs> like, I can't be basic out here. Like, I got to have some good music taste. So I feel like you've challenged me like gotta that. got to be cultured. Facts for the culture, man. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. But that's definitely one way for me nice. that you've challenged. That's freaking awesome. Um... Yeah, and I mean, I need to stop being a grandma, but mm-hmm. honestly, I would say your listening skills is oh, man. definitely, like, one of my favorite things because I feel like, okay, like, I usually, I, my head's full of ideas and just these random things kind of bouncing everywhere, and Kathleen's just always been the person to just hear it out and mm-hmm. kind of help me, um organize it a little bit and I've realized how important it is to have that person in your life who's there to take it all in you know whether it's good or bad and not even judge you in any way just like someone to listen to you someone to understand you someone to Mm -hmm. ask you challenging questions and that's challenged me because I've realized that that's a gift and that's definitely a skill that people need to have in order to be a good friend Um, so yeah, every time I've think uh, every every time I've thought of how I've gotten out of a sticky situation or how I've gotten out of, you know, a knot in my head, it's always been because people like Kathleen and her herself, like she's just been there to mm-hmm. listen to me and 
so patiently too you know not not even not even judging me in any way so i would say you challenge me to be a better listener and ultimately be a better friend to people by being a better listener whoa dude thank you that's really nice and i love that and i love listening to you so just know like (laughs) i actually really enjoy knowing what you're doing in life and your aspirations and even the good and the bad like that's part of you being like you're not just my sister i see you as my friend now Mm -hmm. which is crazy because it's like a lot of siblings are just oh we're just it's been a long time coming though i know (laughs) i'll say that because we had a little rough moments when i was like a (laughs) preteen that was a low oh my gosh when we were fighting for the straightening iron (laughs) If y'all got siblings, y'all know how awful it can get. Like, just to the point that you genuinely think you hate that person. Literally. (laughs) You're literally, like, smacking each other. Hitting and scratching (laughs) each other in fights. Like, we were kind of abusive a little bit. But, hey, look, here we are right now. Chilling. Chilling, drinking coffee in one piece. So, there you go. There's hope. Um, No, but... Thank you for that. That's really sweet. Okay, my last one would definitely be, and this has been something that I've noticed in us, like talking even when we were younger, to always understand a situation from both sides. Like, never be ignorant to what a situation is and truly really like understand what you stand for, if that makes sense. I feel like as in life or just whenever we've gone and had not even arguments, but like when we've analyzed a situation that could could have potentially caused conflict, I see that you're very, very like self-aware about what you stand for. And I like that. And I, res- I, I respect that. So, yeah, I think that's yeah. definitely a thing for me. That's a deep one. <laughs> yeah. No, I, and I definitely really like that because it it shows me that a lot of times i can be led by emotion or i can be like in the moment of something especially when i was younger i felt like that was a thing for me um not as much anymore but i felt like having that around me in my upbringing helped me not be ignorant willingly ignorant to situations um that i could have been ignorant of that's a huge observation (laughs) yeah no and i've peeped that like in general always that's definitely one. and there's so many more like you challenge me in your work ethic <laughs> hello you're like a beast when you get in your zone nobody can stop you i'm gonna add that on because <laughs> that's just the whole thing on its own to be honest and seeing you study so hard for days shows me that i can do it too you know what mm-hmm. i mean if i didn't know anybody else who studied as hard as you did i'd probably be like ah, i'm all right <laughs> like I, I don't have to go that ham but since i know there's people out there like you going crazy i'm like all right then i should <laughs> probably go crazy too dude which is insane because i feel like you've multiplied that you didn't necessarily just mimic it but i feel like with the way that you're involved the way that you are not scared to just start something new you know like this podcast or any challenges and even traveling you know i thought i was a traveler and this girl done traveled the whole u.s (laughs) like get out twice (laughs) 
so <laughs> yeah i feel like this girl just overdid everything just took it and was like you know what i'm gonna make a whole cake out of this <laughs> beignet like <laughs> made a whole cake out of this beignet. that's hilarious so no but having you as a sister who's done that first just know that fueled my fire for sure like i couldn't have done it if i wouldn't like i had the other day i was talking to victoria and my friend mark and i was like i would have not i would have never traded being the younger sibling to be the older because you literally were like a trailblazer for me and i was able to like see your life and be like yo if she's doing it i mean i can and i feel like when you're the older sibling you kind of set your own yeah you set your own path so that's kind of dude that's kind of crazy no which is why i feel like it's amazing that we've both been very appreciative Mm -hmm. of like i feel like our roles in our family worked out very well because it was okay if i was a little bit dominant because it was i was also the older sibling right and it was good that you were just always just kind of there taking notes and learning and you know applying it in your life yeah and i think that's why we've always been very appreciative of who we are as people because we've just kind of used each other's energy to better ourselves facts i agree that's that's like a good way to like simplify our dynamic as like sisters but yeah thanks i'm glad we got to do that (laughs) i love knowing my stance on people's life in ways that i challenge them and i i would i I think it's good to remind people that you impact them but yeah now okay <sighs> to the real juice of the podcast. Um, let me take a little sip. <laughs> My coffee. My little water. So good. Um, but yes, today's podcast is going to be about something that a lot of you guys will understand and relate to, and some of y'all might not. But I feel like you can still apply some of these different struggles to just how you go about your life how you work but today's topic is how has being an immigrant impacted the way you work and let's just say crystal and i both have seen how our upbringing has drastically affected the way we look at work the way we look at us being women in the workplace how we look at the way we interact with other employees how we interact with our boss just and and being an immigrant is just like a a lens that we have in order to like analyze that more and break it down but i wanted to ask you specifically i mean we kind of have like a very similar upbringing because we're sisters we've never like We've always lived together most of our life, not until like, not until like a couple years ago. But like, I want to know a little bit about personally you. What are some ways that you feel like coming from Honduras changed your way you view your life here in the U.S. regarding your job and stuff? Sure. So pretty much, I would say that it's an impact that started very early on Mm -hmm. like as soon as I came here we were well I was nine and Kathleen was five 
but I already knew I had to get in this like hustle mentality yeah. as soon as I arrived because now it's like okay I have a challenge presented right in front of me it's not only the culture shock and being in a different country but it's also you know speaking and adapting and also learning to blend with these people and to prove yeah. myself that I could become similar to everyone else so and it's crazy how even at nine you're having these like thoughts of I'm different I'm, I I right. need to prove myself exactly so early on I feel like there it was a big big not only an impact but just something that clicked in my brain mm. and I realized well everything I've been taught kind of like when you're in survival mode I need to use that to get ahead and I've I, I've never even thought about it as a survival mode, but you just kind of go into this yeah. this okay, like I just gotta I just gotta get to where everyone is and because I'm already different, because I'm already, you know, different from everyone like an else. Outsider. Right. Like I have to attempt to do it better if I can, you know? Right. Like you always feel like your work needs to be times three or times five. Like if someone is doing 20% you bring need to bring like 60 or something exactly so that happened initially when I started middle school high school and then you know then after you realize okay I've I've learned this language now like I hit the milestone what else is there yeah. you know like I, I I'm a champion now like I you know I speak with these people now now I can kind of like not be seen as an outsider because I've kind of gained I guess like, for me, it was kind of, like, learning English was kind of easy for me. I'm not going to lie, mm -hmm. because I was five. And when you're just watching cartoons and stuff and going to pre-K. Well, no, I never went to pre-K. When I went to kindergarten, mm -hmm. I you just learned fast. And then as I got a little older, English became, like, second nature for me. So I know for you that was a little harder. But, like, for me, learning English already became so quick of a process that when I went to school and when I was in middle school and high school my language was never a barrier at right. that point but what about for you do you feel like that was the same for I you? mean I feel like for you it might have been a little bit opposite right because you mm -hmm. always had that social pressure not only at home but at school like at home you know you had to be Hispanic yeah. and you had to learn how to read what your mom was sending you on the text yeah always mom would always <laughs> dog on me because she's like <laughs> like she'd always be like why can you read this and she'd be like I know Kathleen like you need to go out and read some Spanish go read the Bible in Spanish go <laughs> go do go and read in spanish but then again everything i knew at school and even like my tv shows and stuff was in english so it's just kind of like expected to do both well right. proficiently and that was that's still hard for me to this day i'm not even gonna lie yeah exactly so i feel like for me the pressure was more in the educational um in the educational environment at work at school maybe for kathleen it was more at home yeah. because you know maybe she didn't grow up that long in honduras I, but I, yeah, I didn't. right but our family still expected us to maneuver the language and maneuver and really know the culture really well yeah and present ourselves as someone you know as an advocate of our culture of hispanic heritage and yeah. to not not uh stain you know who we are as people Facts. like at least i can say proudly that mom never 
wanted us to hide our you know what I mean like hide that we're Honduran right she never was like no don't speak Spanish or you know what I mean like she always made sure that we knew both and she always made sure that like you were you knew you were Hondureña and you were from Teus and you mm-hmm. like contact you talk to your family from back home and you like kept in touch with what's going on which honestly that helped me a lot because my identity of being Honduran isn't broken you know what I mean it's pretty pretty solid you know what I mean so I, I really like how we got to have that right no and it's it's great to come to the point where you get to actually cherish it and realize wow yeah. like I can see people's differences because I understand my differences, you know, from other people. Um, And yeah, so being different and always having to step up in some way, I feel like it helped me see the next step. Like what else, you know? Okay, if I learned English really well and I learned to understand these people, can I do this again? Can I go into a field where I know nothing about a complete challenge for me and could I eventually become proficient Mm -hmm. and I started I started this kind of energy and this kind of um, stamina of seeing challenges as the way they were presented to me when I was nine years old you know oh I see that so it's like the challenge of being basically like an outsider and immigrant was kind of like your what's it called like your cornerstone like your mm-hmm. your main thing that was like oh if i did that right all right then i'm about to apply the same thing to how i go about this and how i go about that exactly and i would say there was a sort of even though it was a scary situation you know even though there's so many fears and worries you know you're in a brand new country you have no clue where you are there's uh, the homesickness, you know, you miss yeah. everyone that you've ever met before. But for you, I know that was tough because you were nine. So it's right. like you remember the family more than I did because I was still so little. Right. But also being in that stage where you're like, OK, everything in front of me is unknown. And it's up to me to apply myself to get the best of this and to just figure it out step yeah. by step in a in a very much growth process. So I would say that that's what drove me to not only learn about people that are from different countries, but also pursue a career like engineering, you know? Yeah, because that's already like a challenge on its own for anybody. And I think being an immigrant... <laughs> And being bilingual and being a woman was already a lot of different things that could have made it even harder. Right. And I mean, it honestly just excited me, you know, knowing that I didn't know anything, knowing that there was something in me that no matter what happened, I would figure it out and I would become proficient and I would level myself to everyone else that made it. Yeah. Somehow. You know, for me, I feel I feel like the main I guess if I can break it down to the core thing that I felt like motivated me to work well because I came from somewhere else was knowing how hard mom worked yeah, and knowing how much personally like my mom seeing her work retail stores literally lifting boxes (laughs) all the time coming home late barely seeing us I felt like seeing her work having like not the best jobs 
because she wasn't the most proficient at English, even though she was young, you know, even though she was like, could totally be a secretary if she wanted to or work way better jobs. Like seeing that definitely fueled me to be like, man, no, if my mom was out here busting her butt when we were little, like just so we can have a successful future here in the U.S. because that was her main goal in life, you know, for us to come here get good education get a good job and succeed in whatever way that looks like that was like my that that to this this day like that's my thing to just hold on to and I'm like yo I'm doing it for my mom I'm doing it because she showed me that she could get it done so I can go far more beyond than she has because she like it's kind of like whoa this is kind of like a I always be having pictures sometimes how the way I see things but it's kind of like she clipped her own feathers and put them on ours and was like wow. fly like you know what I mean like she was just like go because I can't go that far but I know you could so she literally like gave her feathers up for wow. us <laughs> that's huge <laughs> dude shout out to a mom like yes. uh she she definitely is one of no she's an, a really unique woman (laughs) and that's a huge thing with immigrants you always feel like you got to give back somehow yeah because somebody before you and a generation before you made a huge sacrifice for you to be here for you to take advantage of all the opportunities that are presented in front of you yeah so when you don't as an immigrant or specifically as a hispanic immigrant if you don't go and hustle and you know seize whatever opportunity you have you always look back at your parents and you realize that you could potentially be dishonoring your parents yeah. when you don't come through, when you don't finish high school or when you don't get that degree right. or when you don't get that job that could help people in Honduras or somebody <laughs> in, in some always, way that's always. struggling. Yeah, and honestly, I felt like I feel like that could be like a good and a bad thing because it kind of sh- doesn't... Like, okay, if we ever wanted to just chill out and be like, man, like, there was at one point I'm like, man, I want to do art. I just want to chill, <laughs> be a painter, and just have my own little studio. I felt like, don't get me wrong, I could still do that if I want to, which it could be a goal when I'm, like, older and I have not really a lot of things to do. But I feel like, like, kind of exactly what you said. I think of mom and how hard she worked physically how much she strained herself and i'm gonna be like yo i can't be out here and be a painter like i gotta go and pursue something that i know is gonna like push me far so it can be kind of bad if you're someone who just wants to like focus on yourself focus on yourself and just not have to be like influenced by that pressure that being an immigrant has like you're you can't run away from it that's the thing and i felt like personally i i didn't want to run away from it i willingly chose to put myself in a career that I know was going to be challenging for me and it was a fuel too I mean mm-hmm. and it fuels me even now and I'm not mad about it and it, it does impact the way I work and it does impact the way I look at like all the opportunities that have been given in school at UNO being able to travel go to and visit different universities been able to attend conferences all around the U.S. like that's something that I don't do just because ah, I whatever, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't I just want to like travel. No, it's like, no, look, I'm an immigrant. <laughs> My mama don't sweat for me. I'm about to get this done. Like it's, it's the juice. literally it's so <laughs> weird, but it kind of comes with a pride. 
you know like yeah. you 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 build up this pride and this just i don't know you identify with it right but exactly yeah and i mean so now in the workplace for example when i've worked as an engineer there's definitely been times where yes i have been um seen maybe as a minority and i've been treated as a minority but in the end that wasn't necessarily a bad thing mm-hmm. because i was given the opportunity to prove myself not only as a woman but also as a young professional and also as someone who's just eager to learn yeah. and someone that you know just like other people that i've met in the workplace are immigrants and we're just trying to understand you know our fellow americans and that's technically the goal that's just been the goal at my workplace just yeah. understanding not only internally my coworkers but understanding society um that's been just a huge a huge role in my in the projects that I've worked on right and realizing that there's other people in the companies that just from caring or just from maybe working the extra hours or taking a little bit more consideration into what other people are going through have gotten into leaders leadership positions yeah that's true i realize well maybe that's my next step you yeah. know maybe that's my next flag that i got to go and get uh-huh. um and i feel like it's just now it's just a mentality thing like yeah. now i feel like i'm always looking for the next thing like what's my next growth milestone it's not necessarily strenuous in any way it could be something internal such as you know self-discipline yeah, or it's something that keeps evolving certainly over time yeah but now i'm realizing like it's just now it's a superpower even though it didn't mm. start out as something nice and yep, comfortable that's so true now it's just like let's go get the next thing you know let's adapt to what everyone else is doing if if i could be of use you know by taking initiative and spending a little bit more time on it yeah and just proving that i care about this issue that's how you achieve you know a leadership role or yeah. that's how you actually change things i agree and just kind of like what you were saying at first it was like a challenge you identifying as an immigrant and you coming from a different place was a challenge but i do feel like as we got well at least for myself as i gotten older it has been a positive thing that i'm an immigrant and don't get me wrong there's still certain things that i face on a day to day that i'm like man if i was from here things would be so much easier you know but i feel like in the long run though being a kid and being an immigrant was harder than being now like someone much i guess older i mean i'm 20 but like you know what i mean just being in school about to graduate ha- working different jobs people want that diversity people want that different perspective people want an outsider now you know and that's kind of that makes me feel good you know that makes me feel good but also um it has still although people want it i still still feel like i need to prove myself if that makes sense it's not like oh because people want diversity now everything's peachy No, and I could just settle down and be chill. No, like I still have to like in the back of my mind feel like I have to go above and beyond in life <laughs> or right. something. No, and I think even just to understand America because I feel like as an immigrant that's always been a goal, right? Like how to understand America and how States, yeah. to 
be like these people, how to become, you know, part of this community and also how to make it our home. Right. Mm. Because essentially that's why we're here to call this place home. Yeah. And this land is a land of immigrants, you know. Right. And for us, it's such a huge thing because we're first generation. And of course, we had to go through the culture shock. We had to go through the adaptation and not having family here. Exactly. But also knowing that we went through our struggles helps us understand how many other struggles that other people have had right, we're not the only ones yeah sure. there's people that okay maybe they were born and raised here but they do have family in other places right or maybe immigration for them just means moving from one state to another and mm-hmm. adapting to a crazy rich culture like new orleans you know mm-hmm. and honestly i feel like it's just helped me see people and understand you know struggles that come from separation or just from being different in any in any way right that's really true no that's so true i feel like immigrant being an immigrant has helped me yeah understand people from all different sectors of life and i and it hasn't limited like i can only connect with immigrants no like i feel literally if you look at my friend group all my friends are not immigrants like all my friends are from all different kind of backgrounds and I love that because it helps like me being an immigrant has allowed me to connect with them, which is a crazy thought, but it works and I would not trade it right for the world, bro. No. Our food, our culture, oh, our way of sp- like well, the way we speak, you know, and sharing it with people. Yeah, sharing it with others is the best feeling too. Yeah. And I'm sure everybody out there who comes from even if you like for example like my friend Kara comes from Opelousas and then like moved to New Orleans she has shown me so many things that are like just Opelousas things like food and sayings and the way people talk in slang that I'm like yo thank you for sharing that with me like Budan girl that's from Opelousas and I was like yo this is dope thank you for sharing with me (laughs) you know things like that I love knowing that people from whatever even if you're not an immigrant in the sense of coming from a different country you can always share commonality with people's unique upbringing and being an immigrant just amplified that you know because we're drastically different because of our language and our music and traditions you know so dude that's such a huge thing because and, and it just amplifies the importance of traveling and getting to know other people Mm -hmm. because then you realize what you have to offer yeah you know like not not only are we proud of our hispanic heritage but also just coming from new orleans and representing that when you go to another state or when you go to another country and just explaining what we do and people being shocked about what we actually do and eating the mud bugs and everything i feel like it's funny because we have like a layered way of identifying ourselves it's like yeah so i'm from honduras but i'm from new orleans too (laughs) so it's like you have double the culture (laughs) low-key in a way like you have double the traditions you've learned and double the slang you know and you know what i mean because you're not just from one place because you you literally migrated so i think that's really cool too because we really like i remember 
I mean, I remember when I went to China, and I'm sure you could say the same thing when you were in Austria. You tell people, yeah, I'm from Honduras, but I live in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And then you have to kind of explain to them both. Right. You can't just say one. And that's kind of unique, you know? Yeah. And that's amazing because some people completely approached me as an American. So I had to share about, you know, everything that I've gathered yeah. here, everything that I've become as an American. But then other people approach me as a Hispanic and they just wanted to learn more about the culture or the music or the food, things like that. So as an immigrant, you have to stand up for both things and you have to learn to love it. Yeah, you have to embrace it. Right, you have to embrace it. And when you go somewhere else, you have the duty to literally speak for that nation. I know, that's wild. (laughs) I'm basically an ambassador for Honduras, bro. We really are. But I mean, I know everybody takes their heritage differently. Like, there's people who are just like, oh, no, I'm just from New Orleans. You know what I mean? And that's it. Mm -hmm. And that's cool. But I just felt like we've just been raised to definitely not ever forget home. Which is Honduras, you right. know? Which I love. I wouldn't cheer you for the world. And if I have kids, I will make sure they know Honduras and they freaking <laughs> just embrace it. Like if they were born there too. Like I'm gonna have to. I'm I'm gonna feel like I've betrayed myself if I don't make my kids eat baleadas and drink cafe con semitas in the morning. You know, like yeah. And also, like I mean. Me and Kat, we may not have grown in Honduras long enough to right. say something like this, but there's so many older people, like, for example, my mom or aunts and things like that, that when they go and travel somewhere else, they realized, I, I, it doesn't matter where I go, I'm going to have to come back to Honduras. Like, that's yeah. my home. I, I mean, our grandmother speaks the same way. She's traveled all over Europe. Yeah, like our grandma <laughs> has traveled the whole U.S. Crazy. Shout out to Mommy Medium. Mm-hmm. Um, she has traveled all around the U.S. She's traveled to Europe. She's been to Rome. She's been to, uh, what's it called? Denmark. Denmark. And yet she still goes back to Henderson. And she's like, I wouldn't trade it for the world, dude. Yeah. And I'm like, yo. There's something special about where you come from. So, yeah, I love being an immigrant. Right. No, and it definitely has a lot to do with your heart. You know, you just have to, like, let it warm up your heart somehow. And don't get me wrong. There's definitely struggles. You know what I mean? That are what makes you feel like the outsider and struggles that make you feel like the odd man out sometimes and... Uh, we're not trying to paint being an immigrant as this beautiful thing because there's people out there who struggle finding jobs because of their immigrant immigration status or there's people who struggle finding loved ones finding friends making a community like confidence issues confidence issues like so we're definitely trying to paint the picture to not just be all rainbows and sunshines because we know there's struggle but at least for us we can say now that we've come to a point where we're like love it right I I love it and I embrace it and I'm happy right I mean if I had to be an immigrant once again I would do it all over (laughs) even at my age yeah I mean and the thing is you and me always talk about we would want to live in another country Mm -hmm. so like 
it's crazy how much we love to hop around. <laughs> like We're like, okay, yeah, we come from Honduras and we were raised in the U.S., but I would still end up somewhere else. Like, I always tell to myself, I wouldn't mind li- end up living in Japan or something or the Philippines or just, why not? Dude, or Taiwan. I've heard great things about that place. Yeah, like, and you, Crystal, she's always like, I'm going to end up in Europe, you know, probably back in Austria or maybe in, like, Switzerland or whatever. And it's just like, we're still willing to be the odd man out. You know right. what I mean? It's not like this is where it stops for us. We're no. still like, I'm here for it. Exactly. And it's crazy how it's become part of our identity now. Like, mm-hmm. now it's not like, where are you from? It's more like, oh, I'm just an immigrant. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I've been here, I've learned, you know, this, I speak this, and I understand these people, Right. and I'll do it again any day. (laughs) I love that, though. So, yeah, shout out to the people out here who come from somewhere else and are figuring it out. Yeah. Love that. And, yeah, that's kind of what I want to talk about today. Just a little gist of it. No, for sure. And I love having you. So I want to have Christabel back. If you have any questions for her, I'm going to be posting stuff on my Instagram to send me more questions on topics that you feel like we would be able to talk about personally or just in general. Um, But this was really great conversation. I knew that this was something we could both be like, yo, this is how I feel. Right. Yeah, definitely comment if you guys, you know, relate in yeah. any way or if you guys have anything to share about your oh, culture. Please, because <laughs> I'm so here for it. And everybody's experience is so different. Like, depending what country you come from, depending, like, what age you came, like, that's going to definitely affect the way you uh, you have identified as an immigrant has gone for you, you know? So I'm here to hear it all. And... Yeah. We got to teach him a new word before we leave. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, let's see. I think about it. What about, yeah. it's a pleasure to meet you? Fue un gusto. Fue un placer. I would say, un placer de conocerte. <laughs> it could be something funny, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Just to completely change the vibe. Okay, you think of yours and I'll think of mine. I can't think of one. We have to do a joint one. Ay, Dios mío. I know I complicated it. <laughs> no, no, this I like this. Um, um Okay. The phrase that I'ma teach y'all is how to say ratchet in Spanish. And they have different ways of saying it, but I feel like this might be the Honduran way. I don't even know. But basically if someone's being ratchet or something is ratchet, you could just be like, get sangana. <laughs> just be like, man, no. Eso es sangano. No. <laughs> yeah? But basically, yes, sangana means ratchet. So if your friend is acting crazy, you could just call her or him sangana. Or sangano <laughs> if it's a dude. So. And I'm going to give an example of someone who's sangana. Yo mama, when she pulls out the chancleta verde to yep. hit you. <laughs> and just be like, oh. My mom is so sangana. So pretty much, there's these like rubber green sandals, which that sounds all like moms have. the scariest thing possible. Like you don't want to get hit with these tire looking sandals. <laughs> tire. <laughs> tire. <laughs> but essentially, like all my friends laugh when we say the words like la chancleta verde because it's just it's so ridiculously it's ratchet and, and funny. Ratchet. And then sangano. So um, there you go. Oh my goodness. So yeah, thanks, Christabel, for 
coming today to have Cafe Con Cat and had so much fun. So stay tuned, guys. And just, yeah, thank you guys for listening. And I'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Nos vemos.